Hello and welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. My name is Shakira Akabusi and I am your host. Now, this episode was recorded quite a while back with Alison Perry and Sarah Clark, where we discussed everything to do with twins and multiple birth pregnancies. When we were recording this episode, I was actually still pregnant with my twins, who are now two weeks old. So it was really interesting listening back. Um, I'm excited to share this episode with you, but I'm also really looking forward to revisiting the topic of twins and multiple births for series two of the Strong Like Mum podcast, where we're going to be looking at raising twins and having multiple children, whether it's a multiple birth or not. So that I'm really looking forward to bringing that episode out as well. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have as much fun listening to this episode as we had recording it. Welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. Yay! This podcast is sponsored by Pregnacare. Pregnacare vitamin and mineral supplements provide advanced nutritional support for every stage of pregnancy, before, during and after. They include vitamin D and the exact levels of folic acid as recommended by the UK Department of Health. Yay! I'm so excited to be here today, joined by Alison Perry and Sarah Clark. Alison is a journalist, blogger and founder of the award-winning podcast, Not Just Another Mummy podcast. Alison is also releasing a book called OMG It's Twins, all about how to get your twins to their first birthday without losing your mind. Sarah is joining us from Norfolk and is a writer and the creator of the Peak and Pit Collective on Instagram. As with all my guests I've invited on for the series, both these two women are honest, inspirational and relatable. There's no gloss over their Instagram and it's this realness that's made me invite them both in. They are also both mothers of twins. As an expectant twin mother myself, I'm so excited to have you both on the series and I actually have a notepad here. No joke. I have a notepad with a pen to write down all the nuggets of wisdom I'm expecting from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello and welcome. Thank you so hello. much. That made me laugh, Alison, hearing the title of your book. <laughs> OMG. Oh, it's, it's that moment when, you, when you're told it's twins. It's just that, I mean, you know. There's nothing like it. I feel like you guys are laughing because you've already done that. <laughs> We're so horribly smug. <laughs> ones have already done it. Uh, I guess to get started, I really, I'd be really interested to know how you guys felt when you first found out you were expecting twins in particular, because I felt such a range of emotions and I, d I didn't have many twin mums that I knew to talk to. So I would really love to know how you felt the instant that you were told it's twins. Do you want to go first, Alison? Sure. Uh, I mean, oh, goodness. Well, when I found out it was twins, it was almost like a double shock because I'd had a six week scan because uh, so we conceived our twins uh, through IVF. And quite often with IVF, you have a viability scan. Uh, around about six or seven weeks so we had a scan at six weeks and um we were told there's the heartbeat there's the sack and off we popped and so we spent maybe four five six weeks feeling relieved that our pregnancy was all kind of going to plan but very much thinking that it was one baby and so when we went for the 12-week scan and um the sonographer said oh is this your first scan and we were like no we've had a scan already so again that kind of slight smugness of no 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 this is all just you know um 
just protocol that we're here and um we hopped on I hopped on the bed and she started scanning me oh actually no she she actually said to me oh so you know it's just the one then and we said yes yes we know it's just the one <laughs> and I hopped on the bed she started scanning me and she kind of said sorry um did you say that you've been told it was one baby <laughs> and we kind of you know like when oh almost God. like the music kind of screeches to a hall like, and you kind of everything goes into slow motion and we were like yes and she said there's two and at that point my husband and I just dissolved into giggles (laughs) we just felt I mean it was you know as I'm sure you guys experienced too it was just a whole range of emotions it was excitement it was wonder it was trying to get our head around this news but also kind of fear and worry because you hear about you know twin pregnancies being high risk and all of this stuff was just swimming around my head and kind of making this whole kind of cocktail of different emotions it was it was kind of crazy yeah okay well so it's not just me then that went on a roller coaster Sarah how was it for you (laughs) Um, yeah I think I feel like coming on to this I felt like maybe my experience was slightly different because obviously Shakira you've already got two and Alison I know you've already got your daughter and I feel like for me maybe I was a bit more naive and maybe I didn't know how hard children were so for me as soon as I found out as twins I remember the first thing I felt was just so excited and grateful I remember thinking oh wow two for one like and also I'm somebody who in my life I kind of love a bit of drama and I love being the centre. <laughs> I love being the centre of attention. So when I found out as twins, I was like, "Oh my gosh, how extra!" And everyone's gonna love this. And so I remember, I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell my family and friends." I remember feeling like this was a really cool thing to happen. Um, and I remember being it also, totally yeah. And then in all seriousness, just feeling really grateful. I remember because we'd uh, some people know this, but we'd lost a baby just before we fell pregnant with our twins, maybe three or four months before and fell pregnant again quite quickly, which obviously I was extremely grateful. But then when I found out it was twins, I felt like, wow, two where we've lost one. And I, I just was so excited. I just, I don't think I felt any fear or nerves straight away. I think that maybe came, I think we'll probably come onto this, but it came more with people's reactions. And, and as I learned more about, like you say, it being high risk, at first, it was literally just, oh, my gosh, amazing. <laughs> OMG, twins! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I um, I think I really felt that fear. For me as well, I, I suffered really badly with morning sickness. Um, and that was my biggest fear. And that sounds silly. But I literally, the second the woman said to me, there's two babies, I literally started crying. And I was like... I don't know how I'm going to do the first trimester. I was so sick with two. How am I going to, uh, I was so sick with, you know, one in my last two pregnancies. How am I going to handle it when there's two in there? And that really, really, really freaked me out. And I think then I, that, yeah, that, but as soon as I, and I almost couldn't access the other emotions until, until after the sickness had passed, you know, when it's so intense. Yeah. Um, and Shakira, did you find that you had double double the sickness with twins? I've always struggled really badly with morning sickness, to be honest. This, yeah, this one definitely knocked me out. But I don't know whether it was the twins or whether it was having two children. And then also, I think yeah. because this is three and four, there's the additional stress of we have to move, we have to change our car, we have to. You know, it's just it's such a huge thing. And I, I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't process anything. I just, I feel sick. And there's so much to think about. And I can't, I can't think about it. Yeah. In case anyone's listening who doesn't have morning sickness, I 
feel too I didn't have morning sickness at all and I feel two ways I feel weirdly you know obviously happy about it and I feel worried people are going to think I'm smug or I wasn't sick at all but then I had I had that strange thing of almost worrying that I didn't feel sick if that makes sense yeah, yeah. Um, and when you don't display any of the like like original kind of symptoms and stuff you you, your mind goes into overdrive especially if you've already had a miscarriage and so for me it might sound a bit twisted but I almost wanted to feel a little bit sick yeah Um, and and I didn't really I felt really tired I felt really really tired all the time but I never really felt sick and I thought oh gosh I kind of wish I did (laughs) which I do which sounds really bad knowing what you've been through because I wouldn't want to have been like properly ill it's really interesting I I had um I actually because I was sick for so long and I remember then someone turned around to me um or that I think they said it to my husband and they said oh well you know if she doesn't if she doesn't want children then she shouldn't be getting pregnant oh my gosh and and I felt the similar but opposite of what you just said because I really felt bad for feeling so sick I think that there's like a mental health aspect to this as well though because I I find that during both of my pregnancies during the first trimester I felt this kind of grayness descend on me and alongside the morning sickness I mean mine was not as bad as you because you and I you and I have spoken about this before Shakira so I know how bad your morning sickness was and how much it affected you and mine definitely wasn't as bad as that but I definitely feel like there was this kind of almost this grayness that descended on me and um I spent my first both first trimesters not feeling hugely happy about being pregnant which sounds terrible but all I could do was focus on how how ill I was feeling and how gray and and flat I was feeling it was this real flat feeling and I knew with my twin pregnancy that this is how I'd felt last time around and I knew that it lifted around about the 13 14 week mark and so it didn't bother me as much I kind of expected it I thought oh no I, I, I remember this and it did lift again but it's this weird feeling of I should be feeling like I'm, you know, jumping for joy at being pregnant. And actually, I, I just feel rubbish and terrible. And I feel guilty for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really unfair what that person said to you, Shakira. Because um, if, you, if you're ill in your pregnancy, it doesn't mean that you don't want children. That's just the journey to getting the children. That's just what women have to go through to give birth. And that's nine months compared to like 80 years of having your family. You know, it's just... That's a really nasty thing they said to you. I think it comes from this place of, you know, and everything around mental health, there's so many improvements and we're definitely moving in the right way. But there is still, there are still certain stigmas and and this is one of them. And it's, um, like you said, you know, there's this thing of when you're pregnant to enjoy this pregnancy. And I, I struggled in all my pregnancies, but certainly this one has been emotionally a roller coaster. And I think... As Alison said, people expect you sometimes to just be so happy about being pregnant. And amazing, Sarah, that you had such a positive experience. And and I'm really positive about it now, being in my third trimester. But I really, you know, I just, yeah, there were some really dark days. And it just, I think that person just came from a place of not really understanding. But I think we're unfair. I think we're a bit unfair on ourselves as women, whatever our situation, because I felt really guilty that my pregnancy was quite smooth. It's like, it doesn't matter what your situation is, there are levels of guilt and there are levels of worry and, oh my goodness, like, why do we do it to ourselves? <laughs> to, to further the human race. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Just that small thing. <laughs> Sarah, you mentioned about how people reacted to the news that you were expecting twins. Um, and that, again, is something that really interests me. How, so how did you find that? 
given so given I said I was maybe a bit naive and I was going into this as a first time mum feeling really really excited and I felt like I could take on the challenge um I then got really strangely negative responses from a lot of people and it was things like oh rather twins rather you than me oh bloody hell double trouble all this stuff and I was thinking oh that, what a strange thing to say to someone when they're really excited that they're pregnant. I just, I couldn't quite believe how negative some people were. And even there was a couple of responses, even from a close, like some someone close to me, um, a couple of people close to me, where they really kind of looked so shocked when I told them the news and did say, oh man, I'd hate to have twins and then kind of caught themselves and said, oh, but well, congratulations. Yeah. And it was fine because I, I think I've got a thicker skin than I realised because I was like, well, that's fine. Obviously, you were never meant to have twins if that's not something that you'd want. And I really do. I'll tell you what, this isn't a very nice thing to say on a podcast. But one woman, when she found out I was having twins, I didn't know her, said, oh, I'd hang myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I wouldn't I can't believe my husband was with me, which is why if he, were, if he hadn't been there, I would have thought I imagined it. And he turned to me afterwards and was like, what did she say? Because we kind of just stumbled away in shock. She was an older, she was an older woman. She looked maybe like she had a hard life. And I thought, well, bless her. She obviously, she has obviously not had a very positive experience of children or whatever, whereas I feel like really grateful. So I think it was more, I felt almost sorry for people whose reaction was so negative, if that makes sense. I think rather than it, rather than it having an effect on me, I just thought, oh, bless them. What's happened in their life that they can't bear the thought of two children at once. All of my kind of friends and people who like ugh, it sounds so wanky when I say it. Sorry, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but it sounds so wanky. But um, people who follow me online, um, we don't. We'd already kind of like I, I'd been very open about the fact that I was having IVF. All my friends knew, um, so we kind of announced the pregnancy fairly early. I think I was seven weeks. It was, it was in fact it was after the viability scan. I was like, oh, you know, we'll um, we'll announce that we've had the scan. And um, and then when we discovered it was twins, it was almost like it was a shock for everybody else as well, because they all knew that we were pregnant and having one. And when you know someone says had, had IVF, it's quite a common question for people to ask. Is, is it just, just the one? Um, so we were like, yes, 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 it's just the one. Um, so actually, the reaction that we got from most people was the same kind of shock that we had. Um, and actually, the most of the responses that we got, you know, were, um, you know, real joy. I remember walking across the, um, you know, the, the school patrol crossing, taking my eldest to school and um, shouting to the lollipop lady, Sharon, saying to her, it's twins. And her just being like, oh, my goodness. Ah! <laughs> And so it was just this real feeling, like kind of going back to what Sarah was saying about it being extra and like really kind of like kind of dramatic and exciting. There was definitely that feeling of I get to share this amazing, cool, exciting thing with people. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say not all the not all the reactions were negative. It's just the ones that were just really caught me. And I thought, gosh, why would you say that to someone who's standing there with a bump? Like, why on earth would you do that? Yeah, I, I think I think, you know, maybe it depends on on how you're feeling at the time as well. We have one set of friends um, who have twins. And when they theirs is also three and four, you know, they've got two others and then they got pregnant twins. And we were laughing so much for the last year. We've been like, oh, they've got twins, three and four. So silly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we'd, we'd always anytime. Someone what a got, thing oh, to do. <laughs> I know with our two boys, we were like, oh, well, at least we've not got four. Ha, ha, ha. And then we now are having three and four. <laughs> like, oh, but then when I was pregnant with twins, I experienced people's reactions. As, as Sarah was saying, some of the negative ones, um, 
I, again, I really struggled with that because people would say things like, oh, you're going to be so tired or, oh, my gosh, how are you going to do that? Are you sure you want to go through that? You know, and whenever I could come out of a fog of sickness, I was then overwhelmed with, oh, my gosh, this is like gonna, I'm, I'm not going to cope. I guess what I, a question that would be interesting for me to know is in those moments where it's really hard and there are down moments, how did you overcome them? I genuinely think having done it once before, and there was a big age gap between my eldest and my twins, so there were seven years between them. And even though it was seven years since I'd done the whole baby thing, you know, getting them to sleep and breastfeeding and all of the emotional stuff that goes with it, it was so much easier than I thought it would be. And just having done it once before already, you've, you've done it twice before, you... You, you just remember stuff and you have that instinct and you worry less about stuff and you're like oh yeah I remember this what did we do what did we do in this situation last time around Sarah how was it I'm like mm, I'm not buying it Alison <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably two types of twin mum and one is the one who's already had children and one's the one who hasn't and it, you get peaks and pits with both because for me I didn't know what was coming but then I had nothing to compare it to so everyone's like oh gosh how do you breastfeed two how do you get two to sleep and I'd never done that with one so I just hit the ground running if that makes sense I just had to and I didn't know what it was like holding one baby I just knew what it was like holding one switching 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 so for Alison I guess she had the experience of um with her previous daughter and she was able to draw on that and for me I didn't have the I'm doing bunny ears easy experience of one I know it's not easy but I didn't have I didn't I couldn't hark back and be like oh it was so much easier than one I just I'd only experienced twins so for me yes it was really hard but I think in my head I really enjoyed rising to the challenge my sister gave me some really good advice right at the beginning and I wrote this on my Insta and got quite a few responses of like oh that really makes sense for and it doesn't apply to twins it applies to any newborn when they're first born forget night and day and just treat time as time so if you fancy having a lasagna at like 2am because you're breastfeeding, have the lasagna. If you if you can fit in a sleep at like 1pm, do it. And I think for me, that was really nice to have the twins sat with me in the night and just not kind of kick myself wishing I was asleep. It's a really beautiful thing. Or, um, was it your sister that said that? Yeah, she just, it was quite practical. It was like, don't think of day and night because then you'll really resent your child that you're not asleep. The only thing that would, for me, I would think is I've got two other children so day and night that's where yeah that's where we differ and that's where actually I probably felt like I couldn't I, I felt really in awe of mums like you Alison and you will be Shakira who already had other children because you do you do have day and night <laughs> I was able to be in that real bubble you know of just having visitors come and go you didn't know what time of day it was you had your nighty on all the time and you just were eating brownies for like breakfast lunch and dinner and I think yes I think that's where you have to rely on friends and family a bit don't you and your partner to to allow you to have that time with your twins yeah. and maybe the other two children are his more his priority for a while I don't know I, I would say that my number one tip for any twin mum is it is basically whether you've got kids already or whether it's your first time it's to draw upon any resources that you have so in, in terms of any friends and family you have nearby not everybody is lucky enough to have this kind of army of people around them but um, and I've spoken to some twin mums who had nobody around them. And in those situations, there are organisations that can help you. And, um, you know, there's uh, there, there are doulas um, around and there are access funds set up. So that even if you can't afford, you know, to, to hire a doula, um, if you are somebody who's in a vulnerable situation or if you 
or a single twin mum, or you know, there's various kind of criteria that you might meet that you can get access to funding to help you. But if you are lucky enough to have family members nearby, friends nearby, just ask for help. What I've also heard is about just changing your expectations and and in fact not having expectations that that's a message that seems to come through a lot and just almost just learning to go with the flow which for me as someone who loves order and you know I love to prepare things and I find that hard yeah I think that's something I'm gonna have to really try to embrace just to take each day as it comes almost yeah I mean you say that but 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 I think that you can I mean, I'm the same, Shakira. I love routine. I love order. I love knowing what's what's coming. And to a certain extent, with any baby, that might go out the window and with twins more so. And if you are that kind of mum, if you're that kind of person, then it's totally, it, 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 it's, it's really um, achievable to get your twins into some kind of loose routine. So we basically had ours... I think there's like a an acronym. I think it's like easy. It came from some parenting book from many moons ago, and it was eat, activity, sleep, you. And it basically that's we roughly did that with our twins when they were quite young. So we would feed them, we would have them on the on the play mat, just like kicking their legs and staring at things for like half an hour. We would put them down for a nap, and then the, the U is basically you time, which actually means running around picking things up and loading the dishwasher and doing all those glamorous things that us mums get to do during our me time yeah I will remember that easy easy I think as well what something I found maybe it was in my head but I found you're given extra credit as a twin mum so if you're late for something or if you just can't go to something if you need if you need extra help if you're struggling it's because you're a twin mum like it's it's doubly hard and so people do give you that extra leeway I think and I found that was nice for, as an excuse to use if I did want to have a quiet day at home I'd say sorry guys I can't come I've got twins <laughs> you know, it was, it's a bit of a get out of jail card and I think feel free to use it and with you it's extra because you've got four children and yeah. and so I think don't be afraid don't feel like you've got to be everything to everyone and that you've got to do how how you had it with your first two boys you know and people are like oh are they doing tummy time yet I was like no f off <laughs> like <laughs> You know, I'm just going to do my own pace and I'm just going to not be hard on myself because it's hard enough. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think in a way I was my own best friend by like giving myself leeway to do whatever I wanted. <laughs> Basically, don't follow the rules. Do whatever you want. Be late. Exactly. I mean, I could talk to you guys for ages, but I'm going to there's two more quick questions I want to um, ask. And then we will sort of wrap this up. because I know we've, we've been going for a while. Um, one thing I think I would really love to know is to prepare for your hospital bag. What are, just give me three items that have got to be in there for twins. So I knew, I knew I'd have to have an elective section. And so it's not strictly speaking in the bag, but I prepared a playlist, um, of like really calming, uplifting songs that I love. And they, I, I asked the hospital if we could have them on in the operating theater and the doctor was so lovely that they actually put them on on like some kind of surround sound. So for me, even if you're not able to have it, having the music available, if you are able to have it is a really nice feeling, you know, even if your partner's just playing it on their phone. Um, and I ended up, I ended up kind of singing. I've got a real serious needle phobia and I had to have therapy before uh, the birth. And I ended up singing along to the songs through the kind of um, epidural and then the actual section just to get over my nerves. Can you just talk to talk? 
briefly through how you how you overcame that needle phobia? Well, I knew I had to have an epidural because I knew I was having a section. So okay. for me, my phobia is more on sight. So with an epidural, because I couldn't see the needle, I was scared, but I was able to kind of overcome it. With the, um, I can't remember what they call it, is it the cannula? Yeah. That really freaks me out. And so I asked specifically if it could be in the crook of my arm rather than on my hand, because then I wouldn't have to look at it. And so they did that because I asked them nicely. And then having the music on, I just closed my eyes and I just sang along to the songs I knew the words to and it took me to like another little place. I just tried to go somewhere else in my head. But yeah, before, I don't know if this is available during lockdown, but the NHS gave me just a couple of sessions of um, needle phobia therapy. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Alison, what was in your bag? So I would say that my top three things are, um, oh, so those uh, disposable incontinence knickers. So um, I don't don't know if I can mention the brand, but um, there's a well-known incontinence product um, brand that sell these papery, um, stretchy knickers, which are so good for the kind of postpartum bleeding. And I had a a C-section as well. So they're really kind of stretchy and soft. And if you've got... Um, a c-section scar they kind of softly stretch across that and so it's not kind of irritating you know your your scar or your wound and um then i would say uh snacks loads of snacks because god god love the nhs um you know the food isn't great (laughs) and the portion sizes aren't what i'm used to someone also told me a charger that was great advice definitely so final final question did you did either of you breastfeed and if so are there any tips around this if that's something that women want to try to do with two children I found that I I felt slight pressure from the midwives to try tandem feeding which is where you have them like rugby balls where their feet are facing towards your back and both their heads are at your boobs does that make sense can you picture two baby heads in them and I found the midwives really pushed me to try that and I tried it and I hated it I really really hated it because you basically have no free hands because you're, you're using both your arms to cradle the children in place and even if they're resting on a pillow you know what ch- children are like when they're feeding they pull away you have to get them to latch on I found it too hard um, and I wanted I'll be honest I wanted a free hand so I could grab my snacks and change the channel and drink my drink and text my friends you need a free hand when you're breastfeeding or you'd be bored out of your mind so I would feed one at a time and it took longer, but it made me happier. So I think it's about knowing your priorities and choosing a position that works for you. And, that, and you know, if you want to do one at a time and also with twins, it's quite sad sometimes. You feel like you're almost robbed of the chance to have real one-on-one time with each baby. And so by breastfeeding one at a time, I had that time to like stare at them lovingly and have the whole, you know, <laughs> beautiful mum baby moments that you don't really get as much with twins. So I found one at a time, even though it took longer, it was much more calm. So I had the opposite experience in that I did tandem feed my twins. um, And that was just because I I hadn't actually given breastfeeding a huge amount of thought when I was pregnant because I'd done it with my first. And I, a few people said to me, oh, are you going to breastfeed twins? Like, can you breastfeed twins? And I always said and thought, do you know what? We'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. But I am such a firm believer in giving something a go, giving it your best shot, but not, you know, not kind of getting to the point where it's affecting your mental health. And I, I'm, I, I believe so strongly that if a mum is struggling with breastfeeding, that quite often the best thing she can do is reach for that bottle of formula and giving it to her baby. And, you know, yes, there are breastfeeding counsellors and there's help out there. But if you if you're at that point at 3am where you're just like, I want to cry, my baby's crying, and what can I do? 
it's you know it's not a bad thing to to be feeding your baby in some other way um so I was very open-minded and when I was in hospital after having had the twins I was really lucky in that my hospital had um, an infant feeding team and I know that it's not standard it totally depends on the trust that your hospital's in and you know what what kind of they have available but that, that what that meant was that um what every day there was one person on duty who was kind of doing the rounds of the maternity ward helping with any feeding issues and giving advice and you know they were helping me getting my um they were actually kind of like hand pumping colostrum you know like maybe two hours after my twins had been born and helping me get my milk going giving me advice they showed me how to tandem feed and um kind of contrary to, to Sarah's experience I found that I was able to tandem feed them and have both hands free because of the way I had them kind of wedged into um a, a, a pillow and I had both hands free it just it just goes to show you doesn't it that there's no right or wrong way to be doing this it's just totally based on you your babies and the experience that you have yeah Absolutely. I think also for anyone listening who um, either doesn't want to breastfeed or feels that they might struggle with that or encounters that they do struggle, ultimately, I've breastfed my first two and I'm, I'm going to try and breastfeed the twins, but I'm also not going to put any stress on myself. So um, I'm, I've got four children, so I can well imagine that if I've dropped one at school and then Ezra's running around and I'm feeding one twin and the other twin's been screaming for half an hour because it's done the school run and blah, blah, blah. I can well imagine being like, okay, I'm going to bottle feed this one, breastfeed that one. Next time I'm going to breastfeed that one, bottle feed that one. So I think maybe, as we've said um, before this morning, it's kind of, it's going to be trial and error. And also it's really common for um, twins to be premature and therefore quite often the advice is to top up anyway, even if you are breastfeeding. So we did that. So we were breastfeeding our twins um, and we were giving them a top up of formula after every single feed. And then also I was then expressing it to begin with. It felt like I was just this constant, like, you know, being milked in some way, whether it was by the babies, by the, um, you know, the pump. Um, and it was just like my whole world revolved around feeding these little humans. Um, but that passes quite quickly. And after and you very quickly get into a bit of a, a rhythm and routine with it and it doesn't feel quite as intense as it does in that first those first few weeks yeah um okay so I just want to wrap up by asking you both your strong like mum moment so whether it's in relation to yourselves or someone else that you know a time where um it can be pregnancy or parenting where you or someone you know overcame a struggle and really inspired you or you felt really proud of yourself um, well, the, I, I knew this question was coming because you did tell us. And so actually, I've already said it. It was singing and getting through the what was I was really terrified about having a C-section and, and, you know, the kind of gory side of it and the needles and stuff. And actually afterwards, one of the doctors took me to one. Well, didn't take me to one side. I was lying there kind of not able to move. He said to me and, and my husband, he was like, we've never had anybody sing through their section. And I can't sing, but I really it really helped me. And I felt really strong for getting through it calmly and in a way that was kind of unique to me. That is amazing. And Alison? Uh, for me I think it's probably um kind of overcoming mental health struggles throughout motherhood so when I had my eldest I had postnatal depression didn't realize it at the time never had it diagnosed never had any treatment or help for it it was it was much later it's when my daughter was 18 months old that the penny dropped and I was like oh my goodness I think I've had PND and even then I didn't go and go to the doctor and seek help, even though there was kind of remnants of it still around. Um, 
but when I had my twins, I was really worried that it would come back and not come back. Like it's a thing that returns, but I, I, you know, I was worried that I would be affected by it again. And I wasn't, um, you know, in those early days I had, um, the baby blues, like so many of us do with our hormone levels changing. And, um, I was so relieved that I didn't. Then interestingly, what did happen was that when I stopped breastfeeding, when my twins were uh, around 10 months old, I stopped breastfeeding and the dip in oxytocin levels, I think Sarah, did you experience something similar? But the dip. I did. I remember talking about it on my Insta stories. It was horrible. The dip dip in hormone levels when you stop breastfeeding. And I think it's probably increased with twins because you are, everything is double. And, um, I, for, I would say probably about two months, I had real mental health struggles and I, um, I ended up having some CBT sessions, which I personally didn't find helped me massively. Um, and when, when I came out of that and everything felt kind of easier again, and I felt much more myself looking back, I just feel like, oh my goodness, I'm it sounds ridiculous, but I'm so proud of myself for getting through that in one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's incredible. Um, thank you both so much for sharing. I am amazed that no one's children have run in while we've recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in the house. They're not in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are like lurking somewhere. I'm really scared. There's looking at mama. Um, so thank you both so much for joining me. And just let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Um, I'm at disasters of a 30 something on Instagram. And Alison? I am, I am Alison Perry on Instagram and Twitter and my podcast can be found, um, where all good podcasts um, can be downloaded and it's not another mummy podcast. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Shakira. Thank you, Shakira. Good luck. This podcast was sponsored by Pregnacare, expert nutritional care for pregnancy with you every step of the way. To find out more, visit www.pregnacare.com.